Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez and I am the host of this podcast and I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts who happen to be my parents. Say hi guys. Hello. Greetings. And we are going to be discussing the French New Wave film 400 Blows, directed by Francois Truffaut. And essentially what this film is about is there is a, what is he, 12, 13 years old, you think? I believe so. And he is a delinquent, obviously, and his name is Antoine, correct? Right. And he is just, it's his journey through childhood, but it's a very short journey. It's not, it's like in snippets. It's not a... It's more like, I think, a fairly short period of time, like maybe a couple of months. Definitely. Yeah. And it's not a overarching story, really. It's just him growing up and getting into trouble with one of his good friends who happens to be a little bit wealthier than him. And really, I mean, is there a story there? Like, I can't, it's hard to summarize, I think. It's not really, yes. Apparently, it's Truffaut's own story. It's really kind of the his director's... Um, a reflection on his childhood and so a lot of the incidents are autobiographical and so it's not so much really telling a story and a plot that's written out it's more like a just just a series of incidents that maybe define his childhood that's, that's a really good way to put it oh my goodness mommy and that's great and I think it's crazy that Truffaut could flush it all out and make it look so good on screen because if you hear what I just said it's a total jumble and a mess but how he set, does it it's so seamless it's great so fun fact before we get into all the nitty gritty of the movie Francois Truffaut he was known as a film critic before correct? right and he was actually kicked out of Cannes Film Festival which is in France the year before for his harsh critiques of all the directors and then the next year he comes back and he wins Best Director for his debut film. That is the best revenge <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. That sounds like something out of a movie. Literally. That Yeah, it's so cool. Well, and imagine making a movie of your own life. Um, where do you start, right? And you start in the middle, you start at the beginning, you start at the end. And this is a movie where the ending really packs a punch because it's really something that, you know, you're, you're kind of with this kid, and you start to realize halfway through there's... He's not a good kid, but nobody else around him is very good. The teachers aren't very good. The parents aren't very good. The police aren't very good. No one's helping him, so he needs assistance, and your heart goes out to him. But it's it's one of the most famous endings uh, in, in all, all of movies because, you know, right before that, F-I-N, the fiend, means fiend. the end. The fiend, it's the best. Um, right before that comes up, you kind of, you know, uh, it must have been such a shock 60 years ago when people saw this. Like, what's going on? There's where's the hero? Where's the where's the plot? Where's whatever's going on? And True. yet, you're compe- it's compelling enough that you you want to watch it and you kind of you feel for the kid. You know, you know, there's there's all sorts of uh, adventures he gets into, but it's it's never he has some happiness there but not really uh, you know yeah. it's like it's something that's going on well it's interesting because I feel like the ending is actually kind of just the beginning of his life obviously I mean that's not really that's a, a spoiler mm-hmm. he's 13 years old and you get dropped into this movie with a 13 year old kid and the movie ends with a 13 year old kid and he's going to keep going from there it's sort of like he's I know that most of the movie is really about him kind of making mistake after mistake and being um, disciplined but not really taught anything and so he doesn't seem to be ever learning from his mistakes so um, once you the rest of you see the movie you'll know how what we're talking about as far as the end involves him breaking free yeah and if you think of it as an, sort of an autobiographical it kind of gives you hope for the future yeah true for and his future and one thing I have to say about 
the film or the reason I because I remember seeing it years ago and really liking it and then seeing it again um, is I think even for people who don't like foreign films and so um, fancy it's, it's not just a subtitle people yes it's not um, at all pretentious Mm-mm. I mean it's very well directed and if you want to look for all these um these nuances, special yeah. um, cinematography tricks and everything you can, you can really get a lot out of it if you study film. Like that one shot where he's running. This kid is running for 45 seconds, and the something there's a study game following him, and I don't know how we, they did it. But anyway, Because that was not the day. Yeah, in those days, they didn't have the kind of technology yeah, that they would have back. now. Oh, whatever, continue. Certainly didn't have, um, yeah. But, but the thing about the film is that it's really, uh, it's a nice film to watch. It's a fun film to watch. I mean, it's got a lot of humor. Oh, yeah. It's got a lot of heart. Um, it has people in it who, some people you really don't like, but um, the kid, even though he's like a typical rotten kid, um, you can identify with him, whether he's French. He could be just as well be American. Um, but he's not a mean kid. I mean, you just sense that he's kind of smart and he's better than his circumstances. And, um, and it's, it just has, like I say, a lot of heart, a lot of humor. And it really is the kind of film that as long as you don't mind reading subtitles, I think anybody can enjoy it. It's real short and sweet. Well, and also (laughs) I'm picking up on that theme of, um, this kid, you know, he's caught between childhood and adulthood. There's a scene where, these little kids are watching this puppet play. Oh, Very so European. Cute. The cute yeah. kids are so cute. The ones who don't look like old adults look like really cute kids. True. And um, but y- if you think about it, those the kids. He was there with his pal, and they're about 12, 13 years old. Little too old for that kind of entertainment. They're not entertained and, anymore. And yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not entertained anymore, and they're talking about their next scheme or their next plan. And meanwhile. You see the shots of these kids with a sense of wonder on their face. Oh, they're, the they're, it's not, they're not acting, right? I mean, they're really, it's really, we were wondering how they did that shot where don't look at the camera or the camera was hidden or it's something. Because, because not yeah. a single kid is yeah. looking at the camera. And it's that, that kind of um, childlike. Innocence. Yeah, There's yeah, the innocence, innocence and capturing that on film is amazing because it's not like he was so much on the side of the kids, but he, you know, really, you can really see. They're treating he's treating the main character and kids as as a as not as adults but as human beings who have their own souls and their own way of thinking exactly. and their own way of doing. And they're kind of I hadn't thought about that before. That's a good point because really in a way the kids being there and being a little too old for this puppet show, um, but they're not old enough to be on their own. But they're kind of running away, so they're really kind of in that um, awkward that awkward, awkward adolescence that period where. Kids don't want to be more grown up than they really are, and they're a little too big for some of the innocent um, kids' stuff. And you're just caught. I mean, a lot of kids are just caught in between and get into trouble at that age. Well, and also one of the things we noted, and it's very European or very French, or he's drinking wine, he's smoking cigarettes, and he's 12 years old. I mean, it's like (laughs) imagine you're, you know, you're a kid or what have you, or you're a parent. Would you let your kid do that? And it's that's what he that's what he's learned, right? Based on the you know, observations of his parents or friends or whatever it is, and it's, it's he's kind of stuck, right? Now going back to his parents, it's very interesting because you're dropped into this family life, and his mom is constantly yelling at him, and he has, his dad is fairly friendly. I mean, he's joking with him and all that. And then it later comes out about his real family life and what actually happened, and it makes so much more sense. And I think that's a 
such a genius way of doing it because you see this tension at home and you're curious why and you don't understand and then it comes out in such a good way it's not like a rewrite at all it just comes out on its own and it's cool I think I think he's and that's kind of a modern thing too because um it was probably pretty unusual in France to have a family like this kids yeah. where the mom and the dad I mean there's this stepdad and I mean I'm, I know I guess I'm kind of giving it away yeah, but that's not that's a small yeah it's a um small detail but um he doesn't have a very good home life and um it's kind of more like a broken family and that again that's very modern and I think a lot of kids can relate to that where they're kind of an afterthought in their parents lives and that's really you get the idea that this this kid is not top of mind for either his mom or his dad and he and he realizes that he knows that he's not really wanted and that's why he's so messed up okay can we talk about his wardrobe real quick Absolutely. So this kid, I mean, he has these awesome turtlenecks, and I want to invest. I know I always say I hate turtlenecks, but I, I want one now. And basically, he's r- walking around the whole time with this checkered jacket that looks just like Marlon Brando's and On the Waterfront, which we talked about in a previous episode. Right. So it's so funny to see that, because basically the entire movie, he's in this jacket that looks just like Brando's. It, and it must be an homage. Did you read anything about it? No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. But but I, I mean, I saw it, but I didn't see that anywhere, reference anywhere. It so. has to be because Truffaut was such a fan of American cinema. Cinema, yes. And um, I'm sure he was a fan of Marlon Brando, and um, he certainly was of Alfred Hitchcock. And something so. something about that, I think that was the best time in films because the French people were stealing stuff from the Americans, and the Americans were stealing from the French, and it was just the greatest time for cinema. Because of the inspiration. Sure. And also the, um, you know, the interesting thing about it, that jacket he's wearing, his friends are wearing these overcoats. His so fancy. dad is wearing five layers of clothes. <laughs> so what does that tell you? It's around Christmas time. So we've decreed this a Christmas movie. So next time you're talking about what Christmas movies to watch, yeah, think about 400 Below and see what your family thinks oh, about sure. it. Oh, for sure. It'll be pretty awesome. If you're tired of Die Hard. Die Hard, yes. Yeah, you're tired <laughs> of Die Hard, exactly, exactly. But, you know, the fact that he's wearing that jacket, which, again, it's a it's a nice jacket, but it's not the overcoat his, his buddy's wearing, who's wearing a suit under that. His dad's wearing five layers. We counted. Yeah. And so it's it's interesting how that, you know, that, that shows some, not so much deprivation, but it shows, yeah, he's, he's kind of wanting for basic you know, warmth and shelter from yeah. The from kid's the elements. freezing the whole movie. You can see his breath the whole time, and he's just constantly cold. But yeah. whatever, that's France, I guess. And it is post-war France. I mean, France is still recovering. I'm sure from because it took the European nations quite a while to recover from the war. So you can kind of see that um, it's it's a little bit. Um, I guess I get Paris obviously wasn't bombed, but um, they're just. I think the culture is a little bit. Um, in recovery mode overall. Definitely. Sure. sure. And also one one other thing, the uh, love of movies comes out in, in the in the film, but unlike other movies where you actually see what's what he's seeing on the screen, you just see his reaction to what's happening on the screen. And you know, that was his whole and if you look at the the stories about Truffaut, that's what he did. He skipped school to go to the movies, right? And that's that was his education, right? Seeing the Westerns and seeing Hitchcock and seeing Renoir and all these all these all these directors, these famous directors. And it's fascinating to see that you're just seeing the reaction. You're watching somebody watching a movie, and 
and that obviously had an influence on him and anybody who's been to a movie you know what that's like and you're actually seeing it you know on the screen that's 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 a pretty cool thing and it's crazy because not every actor can pull that off and let alone this random kid that he found just i mean this kid this was this kid's first movie and actually did y'all know this um, Truffaut made four other films with this actor following Antoine. Yeah, I was yeah. shocked by that. I did yeah. not realize that. He yeah. was following this 400 Blows character's journey growing up, I guess, through adolescence, which is so interesting. Why haven't we heard about these movies? I know, and it's not the character, um, a different actor playing that character. It's that character growing up, right? Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. With the same, same name actor, and yeah. same yeah. actor. And well, and the the kid is just, he's remarkable. I mean, ooh. but But I think the way he, because we saw him interviewed in a little snippet um, after watching the film, um, and the way he describes it is he was pretty much playing himself. He wasn't really acting. And describing his own um, story. Yeah, I The think story's very similar to what Truffaut's was, the character in the movie. So, um, or the, the character's on Antoine, but it's based on Truffaut. So this kid, I guess in a way, that's how you get good acting out of a, a yeah, new definitely. actor, is a, a freshly minted actor, is to let them just kind of be themselves and tell their story. Yeah, I think Truffaut just found his mini-me through this kid, which was very lucky because yes. not everyone can pull that off. Well, on the screen test, uh, that one of the things we saw, again, shout out to the Criterion channel for having this, but they, uh, they were showing the original interview with the kid, and he said, well, you... You're 13 and a half. We need you to play 12 and a half. And his first response was, I'm short. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what his character would have said, right? Oh, yeah, no, I, I, so I, I can do that. Yeah, he's a, he's a natural, right? Can we talk about the weird film title, 400 Blows? I don't really know what that means. Yeah, before you answer that, can I tell you what I always thought it was? Yeah. I thought it was literally the blows in a, an, an older way of speaking that he received not physically but just some physically well some yeah some physically i but, mean that teacher but, was not very nice but the teacher the uh, the parents. the parents the police the that guy they were trying to um hawk a typewriter and they even got tried to get cheated by out of that yeah, just the, everything was an indig- one breaks. indignity after another. He never was lucky. There, no, nothing ever good happened. He never got away with it. No. Yeah, yeah he got caught. That's every, realistic. He got caught yeah. every single time, and I thought, well, maybe that's what it means. And but the beauty of it is, well, it was a bad translation. Is that correct? Is this yeah, apparently a very right. A, it seems like a really bad translation. Apparently, it means. Um, it was supposed to mean well at least in France it means to raise hell uh-huh. well I mean 400 blows doesn't mean that doesn't make any sense but basically the film was supposed to be called to raise hell and I think it made Americans uncomfortable because America's always been a little bit more what's the word? censored I guess yeah censored and yeah I think it's very strange that they would pick that dad you said you knew more about it oh about the, the title yeah I lied Oh great! Well, I mean, the thing <laughs> is, I think I think it's one of those one of those cases where the I guess when it probably came first came out in English, they probably did a literal translation, but it's actually a a phrase that they I'm sure use it's some in France that means something else, and so some beautiful French phrase that language is so much better. Right, than ours, right. So I guess they translated it, you know, literally four hundred blows, but really in in I guess among French people whatever that French phrase is means basically to raise hell. hell. Which is so. true. That kid was horrendous. But <laughs> his surroundings were also horrendous. However, the surrounding that was not horrendous was the city itself of Paris. I kept and turning was, to mom yeah. and saying, can we just move there for a year? Like, get me out of Frisco, Texas. 
Even in just, black and white, it's beautiful. Literally, it's so stunning and just. Uh, I I'd like go to go back. on the record as saying I I agreed with my daughter and said we should take a year off and go to Paris. <laughs> I want to go back so badly, but yeah, it just oh, so pretty. It is so pretty, and he really used Paris it's very effectively, way, yeah, and sure. not like as a. I mean, it was just a very natural. Yeah, it's not like they were going it. to the Eiffel Tower awkwardly, like, no, waving flags. No. They were just in pretty little fountains and all around the city, which I guess, yeah, I guess kids would just be around the city yeah, doing ridiculous things like that. Yeah, just shows the, kind of the beauty and just the side streets of uh, Paris. Must be nice. One thing I'm surprised about, actually, is this movie was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Did y'all realize that? Isn't that kind of weird? That is weird. For the Oscars? Yeah, yeah it seems like it would be cinematography or something. Like, they always give foreign films something. But, like... Isn't that... Yeah. Isn't that a good time to say my name's Oscar? Okay. 1960, it was nominated for Best Screenplay. And what ended up winning was Pillow Talk. Which is, <laughs> it's, which it's is a good movie. It's a ridiculous movie, movie it's but it's movie. really a fun, funny it's film. It's funny, but those are very different. Very I can't right. imagine Academy voters watching back to back Born to Blows and Pillow Talk. But yeah, it's not like when we watch Raging Bull and Singing in the Rain back to back, but that's a different story. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, so Mother loves Truffaut. So, Mother? Well, no, I mean, it's not like I'm an expert on him or anything, but I, I guess I, I just kind of feel like people who and I made this point earlier, but I really feel like people who are scared off by foreign films, um, if they're going to try a French director, I think they need to look into Truffaut because um, I just think he's more accessible just in the sense that I, he has a, a hopefulness and a, and a kindness a and a gentleness to his films and um, the characters. And I think that... and. Actually, one thing I thought about, too, and I haven't looked this up, so I don't know if there's anything to this, but um, I think that Spielberg, I think I've read that Spielberg is a big fan of Truffaut. Yeah, he is. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Spielberg actually had Truffaut appear in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, I didn't know that. um, In one scene is kind of a cameo. And um, I think that makes a lot of sense because I both I think they both show an appreciation of children and and innocence, not and, in a creepy way, but not yeah, not in a creepy way, but <laughs> but um, it's just something that um, I don't know. I mean, I think like some of the other foreign directors that are be- Truffaut is one of the best known foreign directors, but I think most of the other best known foreign directors tend to be a little bit more cynical. And a little bit harder for, um, a little bit harder edged. Yes, definitely. I think too the uh, the continuum that you mentioned about Spielberg that he appreciated Truffaut, Truffaut, Truffaut appreciated Renoir and Hitchcock, Hollywood filmmakers, and um, that's really cool because that's that's something that you know you 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 pay respect to these folks who are. Um, who have influenced you? And again, yeah, that's a good. I hadn't thought about that, that point with Spielberg. They've always made made the point that all these movies where the aliens are terrible and they're they're destroying the earth and all this stuff. And Spielberg's what does he do? E. T. Right. It was always about peace and love. That and, thing's creepy looking. Yeah. Well, there's that. But that's <laughs> that's, that's, sweet, that's a different story. But um, but you know this idea that you know these again these, these kids have lives of their own and they're realizing they have lives of their own and there's all these pressures and all these things yeah I, I can't agree more with what Emily just said about you know it's it's worth worth a look because it's it's something that anybody who watches it living in in 2020 in the United States of America anywhere can relate to it it's a family life and it's not perfect 
and it's really not perfect, but uh, it's something worth uh, worth investigating because it makes you examine, you know, things that happened in your childhood and. And it wasn't that bad, as bad as you think it was. It wasn't as great as you think it was. It was, it was what it was, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great way to end this podcast. We love Francois Truffaut, and we love 400 Blows. Go watch it now. It's on Criterion Channel. And follow us on social media. That will be linked below. And thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. <laughs>